1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 24, reading from the King James Version. And it says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Galilee, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Ain't that bold? And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook of Sherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook of Sherith, uh, Sherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth uh, uh, to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread to thine hand. And he said, and she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. Mm. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and, and, she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Look at that, boy. It's all still flowing. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. In other words, he died. And she said unto Elijah, What have I done? What have I to do with thee? O thou man of God, art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him until into a loft. There he, he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, hast thou brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again and revived. And he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God 
and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. Lord, help me bring the word for you today on this Resurrection Sunday, this non-traditional message, because we want to make sure that we help the people in this contemporary time. We ask for your grace and mercy to reside upon me, to bring a word like only you can, that each person hears the message cut and contoured, uh, tailor-made for their ears and for their needs. We thank you, God, that somebody may hear it one way and somebody will hear it another way and everyone will hear it the way they need to hear it and interpret it the way they need to interpret it in order to live the life that you want them to live. We thank you, God, for giving them a good measure of blessing after they're hearing this word. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. I know we're talking about Resurrection Sunday, but you know what? I want to preach to you from the subject, the resurrection of you. All right? The resurrection of you, yourself. So you can just say in your own self, the resurrection of me. Amen? But I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about me too, but I'm talking about everybody. Amen? Because if Jesus was raised from the dead, he can raise you from the dead. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? And if Jesus can raise himself from the dead, he can raise anything in your life from the dead, your finances. Come on, somebody. Your, your marriage, your, your job, your, your, your career. Come on, somebody. Your, 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 your attitude. Come on, somebody. Not the bad one, but the good one. The, your, 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 you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I'm going to just set the story up. I know I read it because I wanted you to hear the story. Suddenly, dramatically, Elijah appeared before King Ahab predicting a drought and famine upon the northern kingdom of Israel. Obviously, for some years, the Lord had been preparing Elijah to prove one truth to all Israel, that the Lord Jehovah Yahweh is the only living and true God. In fact, Elijah's very name means the Lord Yahweh is my God. It was his God-given mission to proclaim the message that, the, that his name declared. The Lord is God. He and he alone. His message was to stand against Baal, the false god that most of the Isra that most of Israel was now worshiping. Baal was thought to be the god of fertility, the god who controlled the rain and the dew, the crops and the harvest of the fields, and gave man the strength to work and produce. The hand with his hands appearing out of nowhere, Elijah abruptly confronted King Ahab. One would say he even teleported like Captain Kirk. He just ended up in in, in Ahab's living room. Come on, somebody had bypassed and everything, and all of a sudden he was right before Ahab. Th there would be a drought, he told him, neither do nor rain for the next few years unless he personally gave the word and reversed the drought. Do you have that much confidence in God that when he tells you something? See, you got to get an attitude where you know when God tells you something, it's going to come to pass. You know if I say something's going to come to pass and I think somebody said that it ain't, I get an attitude. Can I keep it 100 with you? Because at the end of the day, I know if my God told me what it is, I got to rebuke every word, every tongue, every thought that's contrary to what God has spoken to me. This man went to Ahab and said, no rain going to fall. Not the dew, not even the dew. Come on, somebody. It won't even be moist on the ground in the morning. Woo. But of course, it wasn't Elijah that did it. It was God. See, see, 
He knew it was God. And see, when you begin to give glory to God and give God the credit for what God has done in your life because God wants to exalt himself in you, and in the end you get exalted as long as you don't take the credit from God, do you know God will continue to allow you to win as long as you give him the glory and thank him for your victories? See, the problem is when you got the victory one time, you kept thinking it was you and took all the glory from God. And God will tell you straight up 100. He ain't going to be like sister girl. Sister girl will tell you she ain't jealous and find the code to your phone. But God tell you straight up, I'm a jealous God and you better not put any other gods before me. So if I... If I do it, nobody, you better not give anybody any glory, not even yourself. You better not give credit to Instagram for why your church growing. You better not give credit to your media. You better not give credit to your sermon. You better not give credit to that, that, that you got this great marketing scheme of why your job went so well and why your entrepreneur skills are so tight. You better understand that God is the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. God is the one is the author and finisher of your faith. God is the one that said he's the, he's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the one that said, I give you a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Elijah was used because he gave credit to God. Elijah, some years, note this. Elijah left Ahab just as quickly as he appeared. Just who Elijah was is not known other than the simple statement that he was from uh, Tishbe, which was located in Galilee. In Gilead, he was on the northern section of the East Jordan. No other facts was known about Elijah. Stop wanting everybody to know your name. When God is ready for somebody to know your name, he'll put you on the platform. Do you understand that these lights are hot? If you get in the light too early, it'll burn you up. Some of you all want to come out of the darkness into the marvelous light too early. See, some of you all, see old school in the house so you can understand because old school bold, they got their shots, the young folk outside. So let, let me talk to old school, you know, let me talk to the vaccinated people, you know what I'm saying? See, 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 see back in the day, you used to have to take the film to the dark room and, 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 and put it in the water and, 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 and let the darkness, and then the light couldn't expose the film too early or the shot would be ruined. Come on, somebody. See, back in the day, because everything was a process, people could understand that your life is a process. Some of you all want these microwave blessings. Come on, somebody. Sister girl, if you're cooking a turkey in the microwave, you're going to be single for life. You, you got to learn how to get a crock pot blessing. Come on, somebody. You, you got to learn how to let the seasoning get all down in the midst of the turkey. Let that ham marinate overnight. Come on, somebody. You can't just break it open, take it out the freezer, put it in the sink, and put it in the stove right there. No, you got to let the seasoning get in there. God is trying to let the seasoning get in your life. He's trying to let you marinate. He's trying to develop some character in you so you can do what it is he needs you to do. Now, this sermon didn't escape me because I sure ain't wrote none of that down. But he got tired of looking at the wickedness of the Israelites. And, and, and at one point, he got broken <clears throat> before the Lord and was tired of what they were doing. And God moved on his heart, giving him the mission of proving <clears throat> to the people that the Lord himself 
was the only living and true God, armed with the mission of, the, of God and the promise of God's presence, Elijah marched to the capital of Samaria to confront the evil King Ahab. Abruptly, dramatically, he burst into the royal court, standing face to face with Ahab. He declared the message of God, the Lord God of Israel lives, and because he lives, there will be neither dew nor rain for several years to come. God had previously predicted that the land would suffer drought and famine if the people rejected him and turned to idolatry and false worship. He told them that in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 11 and in Deuteronomy 28, he told them, if you keep playing with me, I ain't going to let it rain. See, see, he was letting you know that Baal is not the true God. Keep on worshiping your Instagram account and you will understand that that's not the true God. He'll dry up your marketing scheme. He'll dry up your commission checks. Come on, somebody. People always say, why in the world didn't you start your real estate company eight years ago, nine years ago, because you just left money on the table? No, I didn't leave money on the table because if God didn't tell me to open it then, it wasn't going to be blessed anyhow because you have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I can't put real estate or anything else before my kingdom job. Y'all don't hear me. You, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. And so this loan officer one day kept trying to tell me, no, 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 you shouldn't have done this. You so I, long story short, I don't use that loan officer because you're not going to continue to tell me that I made a dumb decision because if I do what God told me to do, I don't care what you think. Come on, somebody. I don't care if I miss all the money in the world. God will give me the money in this world and the next if I put him first. If you learn how to put him first, God will resurrect your life. God will resurrect your finances. God will resurrect your relationships. God will resurrect your opportunities if you put him first. Stop worshiping Baal. I know it ain't the Baal that, that they're talking about, but some of y'all worship football, and some of y'all worship clothes, and some of y'all worship the stock market, and some of us worship real estate, and some of us worship all these different things in our lives and don't put God first. Elijah was miraculously fed and protected by God during the years of the drought and famine. Apparently, while Ahab was in a state of shock from the appearance and pronouncement by the rugged prophet, Elijah abruptly walked out before he could be arrested. Either immediately or soon after, the Lord instructed Elijah to flee from the king in case Ahab sought retaliation or revenge in, a particular, in particular after the drought began. Moreover, the prophet needed to be out of Ahab's reach, for the king would be putting undue pressure upon Elijah to stop the drought. He's he trying to get him away from negative influences. You know what some, some of our problem is? We keep trying to hang around Ray Ray and Jojo, and you know they get you in trouble every time. Elijah had enough sense to get away from Ahab. He didn't sit there and try to rub it in. He moved because God told him to move. Remember Joseph? Joseph didn't sit up there and stay in Potiphar's wife's house when she tried to make a move on him. He didn't try to lay hands on her and rebuke her. He ran. Some of us got to learn how to run away from stuff. You know, Samson was strong. Come on, somebody. I don't think he was looking like he was all strong and muscular because they would have never asked where his strength came from. But Samson had a whole bunch of strength but didn't have enough sense to run from Delilah. 
You got to learn how to run from some stuff in your life that's in your way. You got to learn how to get away from people that are bad influences on you. You cannot save everybody. Come on, somebody. One bad seed corrupts the whole bunch. Bad character, bad, uh, bad company corrupts good character. Do you understand an atom, the only thing in an atom that leaves is an electron? That's a negative charge. If the proton leaves, you have what is called an atomic bomb. And if, Come on, somebody. So what am I telling you? Ray Ray didn't get better. You got worse. You, you thought he got better because you got worse. Man, he showed acting better. He used to, when acting is good, no, you started accepting more things because his negative personality began to cause you to digress, to balance out the atoms between y'all. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I ain't trying to go scientific on you, but I'm letting you know he didn't get better. Elijah was fed. Can I tell y'all something? God will hide you in plain sight. Sometimes the secret place, not even a secret. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ain't no water. No water is anywhere. I got old school here, so I can't talk some anymore. There isn't any water anywhere. <laughs> water is nowhere around, but God hid him at the brook. No water. No water. But he hid him by a brook. I'm sure somebody was coming there getting some water, and they just walked by him. Come on, somebody. Nobody just sitting there. Everybody knew where that brook was. <laughs> this man is sitting in plain sight. Some of you all, God is hiding you in the midst of Egypt. Egypt is the place of sin. Some of y'all, God is hiding y'all in a gang right now, but he's going to touch you one night, and you're going to get out that gang, and you're going to be able to save some of the people that you ran with because God is hiding you in plain sight. Satan not killing you right now because he thinks you're going to forever be on his team. Oh, you don't hear me right now. I'm talking to some people that was in my church on yesterday at the funeral, shooting up the graveyard, acting like you ain't got no daggone sense. But I believe God is going to touch your heart. And some of you all are going to be saved. You can't come in this house and leave the same way. Oh, you better watch out right now. I'm telling you, when you come in the house of God, God is going to begin to pierce your heart. He, you might have left out of here and went and shot up some stuff at the graveyard, but I'm going to tell you right now, there is a remnant that has been placed in your heart. I don't care how mad you are. Come on, somebody. I, God is going to touch you. He's hiding you at the brook. Everybody's thirsty. But Elijah is sitting at the brook and nobody see him. Ravens feeding him. You know ravens, some dirty birds. Ravens nasty and greedy. Ravens eat dead stuff. Ravens sometimes eat their own young. Ravens sometimes don't share with their own families. Yet God calls ravens to feed Elijah. Y'all don't hear me. God will cause your enemy to give into your bosom. That's why you got to learn how to forgive folk. Come on, somebody. The same folk that put Joseph in jail made Joseph the second in command. Come on, somebody. 
This sermon going where it want to go, and I'm just going to let it. Then he took him from the brook. Look, first of all, he said, you know, I said, he, he said he'll bless you in the valley and bless you in the field. He said he'll bless you in your coming, bless you in your going. God blessed him in the wilderness. God blessed him at the brook. Now God said, go to the widow's house who ain't got no money. Who doesn't have any money. I got to straighten up now, old school back in the house. You know, I got, got it like I, I got my tie on. I was, well, I had boots on, jogging suits on, and now they here. I got to wear suits again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He, God was protecting him day by day because he was obedient. Do you know God has sent you somewhere to be blessed that you thought you weren't going to be blessed at? Every pastor I ask, should I go to New Beach Grove, said no. <laughs> Every one of them. Small churches, medium churches, mega churches. No, that contract look a bit crazy to me. A year probation? Mm-mm. Boy, you're going to take a big pay? Mm-mm. Look at them bylaws. Boy, don't do it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. But when I got here, God gave me a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Why? Because where there's counsel, where there's much counsel, there's safety. But even in the midst of your counsel, you still got to make sure you hear the voice of God. And when God tells you to make a move, you got to make a move. The man told him to go to Ahab. God told Elijah to go to Ahab's house and tell him ain't going to be no rain. Drop the mic and walk out. Then he tells him to go to the brook and hide by water. I'm sure Elijah was like, uh, God. Um, see, y'all don't hear everything in the Bible. People have some questions. Only I really believe that didn't really ask a whole bunch of questions was Joshua. Joshua was just, just crazy. He, he didn't care. But, 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 but I'm sure Elijah was like, hey, hey God, God, um, there, there's, you're not going to have any water. Um, it's not going to be raining, but you want me to hide from Ahab by the water? I'm just trying to make sure I hear you right. I'm, you know, you know how you, you ask people questions. You heard what they said, but that ain't what you want to hear. And then when I realize what people, when I tell them to do stuff, they, they, they just ask all these questions because they, they want to, in their own mind, they, they, they think you should be saying something else because they try to use their own logic. Can I tell you something? Your logic messes your mind up. I don't think your logic messes your mind up. Your logic, your thinking, your, 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 your reasoning messes up your faith because you're always trying to use your mind. Do you know the devil can only play with your mind? He can't play with your faith. That's, what, that's why without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you walk by faith and not by sight, you're not using your mind, so you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. That's why I know how not to ask questions. When my leaders say, do this, I just do it. That's why I don't understand when I go to Africa and I'm submitted to guns and whatever he says. And I remember I was, I was submitted. I went on a World Vision trip and this young girl was my boss and telling me everything I needed to do and I did it. And she was like, wow, you're not like other pastors. You're not like other leaders. You do whatever I say. I know because if I'm under authority, I don't have to think. So I just do what you say. And if you're telling me what to do, I fall into your authority. 
Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? That's how I know how to understand God because if you over me and you tell me to do something, I do it because I'm trusting you know what you're doing because that's your area of what you're doing. I don't tell him who to get on the praise scene. Maybe every now and then. But it ain't that often. Because <laughs> that's his gift. I don't tell him what song. Every blue moon, I might say, I want to hear this song. But I let him do what he does because I know how to submit. And see, the, some of us think we submit to God, but we don't submit to the leadership we see. So there's no way you can submit to leadership you don't see. That's why God said, how can you say you love me who you haven't seen and you don't love the, 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 the people you see? If you don't love your neighbor, you can't love me. So Elijah, because he understood how to submit to authority, he could hear God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I could hear God because I look like a flunky when I go to mission trips with Reverend Gunn because he always got me doing clean up, doing this. But if I'm not in charge, until you learn how to submit to the authority over you, you will never hear God. That's why some of us don't know where Newbies Grove is going because you don't want to listen to what the leader is saying and you think you can hear God. You can't hear God without hearing the authority over you. That's why you can't take risks because you don't listen to who God has appointed over your life. Some of y'all listening now because I got a little salt and pepper. When it was all black, he too young. You know, somebody said, because I grew a beard for a while, and they said, ooh, you can grow a beard. I can listen to you now. They actually told me that. Oh, you can grow a beard. You don't know the girl? I grew a beard when I was 17. I just didn't want it. <laughs> ooh, you got a beard. Superficial. Elijah listened to everything God said. Stop trying to make sense out of God moves. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Ooh, I hope I preach like this at 11 o'clock because somebody's going to get set free. Stop trying to make sense out of God moves. See, some folk can handle me with business, but some folk can't handle me with church. Because with business, I think logically, but with church, I do what God says. God gives me liberty with my business. But he does not give me liberty with the church. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I can't make God moves with my own mind. Lean not on your own understanding. Ooh, this sermon doing what it want to do. Look, Elijah went to Ahab. It ain't going to rain. It's not going to rain. <laughs> it's not going to rain. And God tells him to hide by water. Does that make sense? No. But if God said it, stop using your meager mind. God just want to know, are you going to do what I told you to? Can I tell you a secret? Can I tell me a secret? Sometimes, sister girl asks you to buy something just to see if you're going to do it. And sometimes she might stop you. So when you get to the cash, I'll be like, you sure? I'm sorry. But I'm just saying. 
God wants to see, are you going to do what I asked you to do? And not what I asked Jarrell to do. Not what I asked Walden to do or Nate to do. Not what I asked Dieter to do, but are you going to do it the way I told you to do it? <laughs> Hidden by the water in a drought. Come, all right, put Ain't no water. The water is off, right? No water in the building, no water in Newport News, no water in Hampton Roads. All right? Y'all thirsty. Y'all ain't drinking three days. All y'all mad at me, and I had right here by this Fiji water. <laughs> now, now, all y'all want to kill me because it ain't raining because the Maxwell said it ain't going to rain. And I'm hiding by this Fiji water that you can see. And Raven's bringing me food, and I'm hiding right here. <laughs> Drinking out the water, you look at that. <laughs> it make no sense. That's why church people, we don't walk in the power we should walk in because we keep trying to use our minds. Stop it. You're not as smart as God. In fact, God can do what he want to do. Hit him out of water. Then he say, Raven's going to feed you. Birds who will poke your eyes out, but they bringing him berries twice a day. Bringing him breakfast and dinner. <laughs> a greedy, stingy bird. And now he sends him to a widow house who ain't got nothing but two sticks. First of all, you should have more than two sticks. Trees everywhere, but you can't. <laughs> she ain't got <laughs> Then got but two sticks and say, I'm going to eat my last meal and die. Can you imagine somebody telling you they're going to eat their last meal and die? And you say, okay, but give me some first. Because God told him to go there. And he said, I told a woman that she's going to bless you there. Y'all don't hear me. So now he goes, he done got fed by ravens. See, God prepares you in steps. See, it's easy for me, if I can accept ravens feeding me, I can go to a broke widow, ask for food. But I probably can go to the broke widow first. But if I saw God hide me by the water and everybody coming to drink and they don't even see me and I'm sitting right there in the shade and they out there in the sun getting water, they didn't take a break and now I'm getting fed by some dirty, greedy birds and now God tells me to go here. Why? Because you favor over a few things I make you ruler over many things. You got to take the first step first and then God will let you move. The problem is you're trying to get to step 20 and you ain't took step one. You haven't taken step one. <laughs> See, I can speak correctly. I just like being, I just try to bring the hood folk that was shooting up the graveyard to church. The shade I throw. I don't know if that was the spirit. <laughs> Look. He provides for him. Two of the greatest promises in God's holy word is concerned is his provision and protection. 
He'll provide for you and protect you, especially when you're doing what he tells you to do. All things happen for the good of those, right? Right? But what is the, what is the disclaimer? All things happen for the good of those who are called according to what? His purpose, not your purpose, not my purpose, not his purpose, not New Beast Grove purpose, not Mount Gilead purpose, not First Baptist purpose, but his purpose. And as long as his church is doing his purpose and his people is doing his purpose, he'll take care of the land. America is messed up because the church is not in order. If my people who are called by not Trump name, not Biden name, not Kamala Harris name, not Obama name, not Republican or Democrat, if those people who are called by my name, Christians humble themselves out, heal their land. We got to get in order so we can get through this pandemic. We got to get in order and walk by faith and God will heal the land and everything around us. It's our fault. Keep it at 100. That's why I get so upset in this time. I snap on you. I love your media team. I do. Thank you all so much for having it together. Why? Because every move we make is a soul. Either we gaining a soul or losing a soul. I don't get as mad with Maxwell Realty as I get mad with the church because so what? I might lose money. I might mess up on a listing. But at the end of the day, if I mess up here, I lost a soul. And in the midst of a pandemic when everybody needs hope, this is the time the church, if you can't grow a church now, whether inside, outside, or online, get another job. Because right now, people need hope. People who ain't never been to church come to church. We got folk in church yesterday who had pieces on them. Not hair pieces, not tracks. Pieces. Because people want hope. But they can't get that hope when we don't walk by faith. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Let me go on and get out of here because I'm talking too long. It's, it's time to get out of here. Eight, fifty, oh, look at it. I'm doing kind of good. Y'all look at the praise saying we, yeah, we, we working. We jail anyway. Let's go. <clears throat> See, God promises to provide for his people by supplying and meeting their needs. Can I tell you something? See, see, this is the whole thing. You're going to be tempted. Weapons will be formed against you. He never said weapons wouldn't be formed, honey. He just said it wouldn't prosper. So the weapons will be formed, and sometimes you will go through more holy hallelujah than non-believers. But you will be able to weather the storm. It still will be a storm on your boat, but because you have confidence in God, your stance is different. You know this too shall pass. You understand that God won't deliver me from an obstacle. He'll take me through or take me over. But he'll never let me avoid it because the obstacle builds character in me. Tell me something you learned in good times. You know what I used to look at? I used to look at good times. They ain't never had no good times. Why they call this good times? 
Ain't we happy we got them good time? I ain't seen a good time on good times yet. <laughs> but it was always a lesson at the end. Because what it was teaching us was adversity is the best teacher. Even when you're lifting weights, they say you build more muscle on the way down with the negative motion than on the way up. That's why you see them real big buff people. They be holding, and, and, and then they let it down real slow. And they got two people on the side that snatched up, and they let it down real slow because you build more muscle on the negative motion than the positive motion. So God allows you to go through trials and tribulations to build you up. You hear me? I was looking at Furtick the other night, and he said that a snake bit uh, Paul. And we know a snake bit Paul, but a snake bit Paul because God allowed the snake to bite Paul because everybody thought Paul was going to die. But when he didn't die, everybody said he was a god. First they said he was Satan, then they thought he was a god. Because sometimes God allows you to go through trials and tribulations just so people can be able to see, think you're going to die. They done got their popcorn, girl. They looking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She going to die. She ain't going to make it out of this one. Mm-mm. This is over. Her career is done. They came because you know bad news sells more than good news. So they sit they got their popcorn, they got their little wine, and they watching your life and watching you fail. But when they come to the story, they see your resurrection and not your death because God allowed it to happen so he could get glory out of your life. The woman thought that he, she was being chastised. She, she, she thought she was being chastised because, because the prophet was in her house, and now she thought that she was being punished because of her sins, and now it would be taken out on her child. And then, but she realized once Elijah even thought, that why did you bring me here to kill this woman's son? And, he, and then he went up and prayed, and it brought more power, and, and, and the, he walked in the power, and now the boy lived. And now because the boy had died, and the lady they thought he wasn't going to come back when the prophet came and raised her from the dead. At first, she thought, let me slow down. At first, she thought he was evil and messed her life up. Then, when he raised her from the dead, I know you're a man of God. Sometimes God allows chaos to go on even in people around you just to show them that you got power because you will bring them out of that circumstance because you done been through the same thing they've been through. Come on, somebody. Remember when Jesus stepped on the scene with the boy with the epileptic seizures? The boy was sitting there still and quiet. But when Jesus stepped on the scene, the demon spirit rose up in him and he started going into convulsions. Why? Because when a lesser spirit sees a greater spirit in the midst walking and then it, it knows it got to leave. You know when they're acting crazy on your job when you come by? Because that demon in there don't want them to make friends with you because they know your spirit will deliver them. Y'all, y'all don't hear me? Don't cuss people out the same day they cuss you out. Wait a day or two. Right? Wait a day or two. And if you got to do it, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but if you wait a day or two, you, you'll realize really 100% of the time you don't have to. Because what's happening is when you step on the scene, that demon in them is rebelling because it senses your spirit. And it knows you're going to be a great influence on them, so it causes them to try to repel away from you. Darkness hates light. So when light walks in the building, darkness has to scatter. 
But the darkness and the demon in that person don't want to leave that body. Y'all don't hear me? I'm coming. Y'all better walk in some power because I need you to walk in it because the church needs to walk in the power they used to. They used to be taking handkerchiefs from Paul and folk be healed. They let his shadow fall on him. They even took the bones of a dead Elisha. And then when they touched his bones, the man came alive. God is in the resurrection business. If God can feed this man at the brook where everybody going, give him water, bring some dirty birds, allow him to get fed by a broke woman. Catch this church. But when she blessed the man of God, her oil didn't run out. Just like the other lady when she just had a little pot of oil. He didn't let the oil nor the meal run out. Why? Because she blessed what God told her to bless. Y'all don't hear me? When you plant your seed, your money, your time, your talent, whatever God is telling you to plant, where he tells you to plant it, he's obligated to give you a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. I know I went through the whole chapter because I wanted to show you how he took care of Elijah. And how the man of God hears and listens and doesn't do what he wasn't supposed to do. For 10 years, 9 years, 9 and a half years, I ain't do my real estate. I thought it was 8, but I realized this is my 10th year, so actually, just coming up. So it's actually 9 years God didn't let me touch my real estate. And people are getting jealous because of how successful it is, but they don't understand how long I had it buried. Because when the man of God hears what God says, he or she does what God says. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Elijah was fed everywhere he went because he went where God said go. Oh, come on, somebody. I go where God says go. Now, if you said something wrong to me, you might have heard me say something wrong back. And I apologize. But I know I hear God. I don't care what your shortcomings are. When God speaks to you, listen. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not even finished with this sermon, but I'm going to tell you something right now. This woman didn't have any money, and she planted it. She thought she was going to eat her last meal and die. But when the prophet said, sow into his life, now, don't, don't tune out. I'm not asking nobody to give me no money because some folk on the internet think that's where I'm going. I'm not going there. When she sold it into his life like he told her to, she was blessed. Even she knew how to live obediently. And she was like, nothing else worked. I ain't got number two sticks in a land full of trees. I ain't got but two sticks and some meal. My son and I are going to eat and die. In this pandemic, people have tried everything. Try church. Try Jesus. <laughs> Y'all know what that's talking about. Try Jesus. Don't try me. <laughs> try Jesus. <sighs> I, know, I know I'm going longer than I should have gone, but look. The woman learned that God is the author of life. A fact that she just witnessed because her son was raised from the dead. She realized Elijah was truly a man of God, and she realized that the word of the Lord was true. 
Do you know God is in the resurrection business? See, see, I'm, I, I, he raised the lady's son right now at Zarephath. He raised the son of the Shumamite woman when he stretched and, and, and the child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. A dead man was restored by touching Elisha's bones. The daughter of Jairus was raised from the dead by Christ. A number of believers who had already died were raised at the time of the Lord's crucifixion. The son of the widow of Nain was raised from the dead by Christ. Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha was raised. A widow named Dorcas was raised. And if God raised them from the dead, he can raise your pocketbook from the dead. He can raise your career from the dead. He can raise your relationship from the dead. He can raise your child's grades from the dead. He can raise your finances from the dead. He can raise your health from the dead. He can raise your heart from the dead. He can raise your marriage from the dead. He can raise your body from the dead. Whatever has died in your life, God can raise it from the dead. Whatever has died in your life, God can resurrect it. Has your career died? Put Jesus' name on it. Hey! Stop. He can raise it from the dead. What's dead in your life? Ooh, I know what I'm preaching next week already. He'll raise you from the dead. <laughs> What's dying in your life? You better speak to it. Ooh, you better speak to it. You better speak to it, Ezekiel. You better speak to them dry bones. You better speak to it. What's wrong with your knee? You better speak to that arthritis for yourself. You better put your good hand on it and say, in the name of Jesus, no more arthritis in my arm. You better learn how to speak to the dead thing. You better understand, if God raised people from the dead, he can raise your... Ah, y'all don't hear me. Lander was dead for four days. He stood around just to make sure he was dead. I believe Jesus has been standing around your dead situation waiting on it to die all the way so you would think you wasn't going to be all right. So your mama was thinking. So your enemy was thinking. And just like he was rocking around the city waiting on Lazarus to die. Waiting on him to be in the grave for four days. He's waiting on you to die. Not die physically. He's waiting on your hope to die. Just so when he steps in your life and he breathes the Ruach the spirit, the breath of life in your situation. Whatever's dead in your life, God is about to resurrect it. Whatever's dead in your life, that shouldn't stay dead. Because some of y'all got relationship that you need to put some more dirt on top of. But whatever in your life is that's supposed to be resurrected, what do you do? He took you out of here, brought you back. I want to talk to somebody right now that's been in a dead situation. God is here to resurrect you. See, on Sunday, we always talk about he died. We know he died on Friday. Stayed in the grave all day Friday and all day Saturday. But early in the morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Well, I know he stayed in the grave all day Friday. I know he stayed in there all day Saturday. And I know he got up early.
early in the morning. But the problem with the Baptist church is what do we do after he got up? He got up with all power in his hand, but he gave me the paraclete. He gave me the advocate. He gave me the comforter. He gave me the helper in the form of the Holy Ghost. And that's why I can do all things. Not some things. Not a lot of things. Not most things. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what I can do. The Holy Ghost, I got the same power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that raised him out the grave. The same spirit that allowed him to say seven last sayings, even in the midst of pain, is in you. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The Holy Spirit is in you. The same spirit that rose, that brought Jesus out the grave is in you. You ain't, you don't have any excuses. If Jesus was raised from the dead, the widow's son was raised from the dead, Lazarus was raised from the dead, why can't your finances be raised from the dead? Why can't your white blood cells be raised from the dead? Why can't your normal joints be raised from the dead and delivered from Arthur? Whatever is dead in your life, you better understand you got the Holy Spirit in you. I need you to understand that you serve a mighty God where death can't even stop him and you worried about gas prices. You worried about racism. You worried about Republicans and Democrats. You worried about all this stuff and Jesus killed death. I'm going to be quiet. But I'm going to say this. If you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, you believe that, right? Right? You believe that? Okay. You believe that. People in the cars, you believe that? All right. Look, you believe he died, right? You believe he walked out of the way of Bill Della Rosa, carried his cross. You believe they put nails in his hands and in his shins. You believe that. And you believe he went to the grave, was buried. You believe he rolled the stone away after he got up, right? You be, do, you believe, do you believe that? Okay. Now, if you believe that, why can't you believe in healing? If you believe Jesus rose from the dead, why can't you believe he wants to prosper you? I don't understand. Baptist people, I, I, I don't understand you. I don't understand a lot of denominations, but since I'm Baptist, I'm going to tell you who I really don't understand because I'm a part of it, okay? I don't understand Methodists, and I don't understand Kojigese. I don't understand nobody. I don't understand people. I don't understand myself. But this is what I, I don't understand. I don't understand how we think, how we know. We serve a God that died, was buried for three days, not sleep, was dead, was piercing the side, right? You believe water and blood came out, right? You believe? Y'all starting out to believe in there. Y'all got quieter. Okay, but y'all got quieter when I said why you ain't believing in healing. It's almost like you started questioning the cross because you weren't speaking with the same. All right, you believe he died. All right. Say it loud. Okay. Now, if you believe he died, you believe he can bless you. You believe he can heal you. 
Okay, he rose from the dead, right? So you believe he can he can heal your infirmities. Okay, you believe he died, right? You believe he rose up, right? All right, all right. So you can believe he can make you a millionaire, right? If he rose from the dead, what can stop you? Okay, okay, he died, right? He rose from the dead, right? So, so can you believe God to start that business he's been telling you to start? Okay. How in the world do we believe in this and still not believe in the prosperity God wants to give us? Yo, hold on. You believe he said he wants to get Cain to give you life and give it to you more abundantly? You believe that scripture? Okay. You really believe it? You believe that he's going to give you a good measure of blessing? Press down, shake it together, and run it over. All right, so I need you to say this. I will never be broke another day in my life. I know they tell me not to say never. But I'm saying I will never be broke another day in my life. All right, all right. Now I'm going to get to the people I want to get saved. I'm going to get to y'all in a minute. But I want you to say this again. Now, this wasn't even planned. I done left my sermon alone. This God, this God. You believe he wants to make you a blessing. See, 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 don't be satisfied with being blessed. Being blessed, you might be rich. But if you are made to be a blessing, you're wealthy. Which means you can give out of your overflow. Right? Which means you are the tea, the teacup, right? And other people are the saucer. And when the kettle who's God pours into your life, y'all don't hear what I'm saying, it overflows out of your teacup, y'all don't hear what I'm saying, and runs on the saucer. Right now, some of y'all are saucers, and you're getting blessed, but I'm believing the kettle, which is God, is about to make you the teacup. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So now you're going to graduate from being a saucer of getting overflow out of people around you to becoming the teacup. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. But I'm believing this. 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 You got a key to my office, right? All right. Uh, you, you, uh, you do it. Uh, you got a key to my office. No, you got You go. You go. You got a key to my office. If you go in my drawer, pull the drawer out, get a... Uh, uh, it's a little key that opened my file cabinet, and it's a big black checkbook in there. If y'all remember these instructions, I'm gonna choke you. And, and, and get, 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 get my. I'm talking to him. He know I'm talking to you. Just sit right there. You, you be so excited. Yeah, just go out that door. Just go out that door right there. You good? And, yeah. I know it's gonna mess up the film in a little bit, but and just you can come back through the other side. Yeah. Y'all unlock the other door so you can come back. Go over there and get it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Appreciate you. All right. So look, this is what I'm believing. I'm believing God wants to bless you and make you a blessing. God took Elijah to the brook and hid him in the midst of the enemies, right? Then God had dirty ravens to feed Elijah. Then Elijah went to a broke widow to get blessed, right? All right? I don't know if you're Elijah. I don't know if you're the ravens. I don't know if you're the broke widow. I ain't making you, you know, change your... You know, your DNA or nothing. I'm trying to say it in a politically correct way. Ain't, you know, but even if you're a man, 
you're going to stay a man, but in this scenario, you could be the broke widow. And so what I'm believing is this. I'm believing God wants to bless you, right? And if the broke widow was able to sow into the man of God's life and her wheat, her meal, her oil never ran out, I believe God can do the same for you because he's already done it for me. I already said this when I was 22 years old. I said I would never eat ramen noodles ever again. Now, if you eat them, that's fine. But when I was 22, 23, and, as, and, and I bought a house, I was, I was, I was so broke because I bought the house. But, but I, I didn't realize I was still wealthy because I had equity in it. But I was, I, I, one day I said I'd never eat ramen noodles again. I started tithing. And that's because God said, test me in this. He said, try me. He said, bring your full time to the storehouse so it'll be meat in my house. And see if I don't open up a window to heaven and part of the blessing you won't have room to receive. See, the devil tried to make me miss my blessing because I had to tear my credit card up because somebody did something to my Maxwell Realty credit card. So I had to tear it up and cancel it on the day, and I was going to pay. But then that's why I sent it to go get my checkbook. I was wondering, because I didn't even know I was going to do this today. But, but God has put it on my heart that I, I, I believe I represent Elijah, but I'm not the one you're sowing into. I believe I'm Elijah giving you a message. Giving you a message that you can be a raven or you can be a broke widow. But, but whatever it is, I'm believing that when you sow your seed today, God is going to give you an overflow and an increase. I don't do this often. I got a lot of coaching friends right over here, but I don't do it all the time. But right now, I don't want you to miss your blessing. I don't want you to miss your blessing. I need a pen too. Y'all make sure I got a pen because I would have did it with my credit card because I wanted to get my Sky Miles credit. That's good, no matter. Appreciate you. All right. All right. So look at here. This is what I'm going to do. I, 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 my tithes and offerings, this ain't my tithes and offerings, so get your tithes and offerings ready. But this is a seed above your tithes and offerings. But we're going to do the tithes and offerings now. And y'all go ahead and put the tithes and offerings stuff up there for me, Brother Esmond. Um, go ahead and put that up there. And, and, and so, you know, you can give all them different ways. You can give. It should be a link also on the on on on, on the streaming streamers. If you want to give, you can give with that link. You can look at this. You can give through Givelify. You can give through uh, Cash App. You can give. Um, um, am I Yahweh? Cash App, all this stuff on this side. Um, hey, come move this out of the way so we won't have no excuses. People looking like they're doing like this. I'm, in fact, I'm right. Well, let me do this. Well, they can, can, they can see, man. In touch. Yeah, anyway. If y'all, anybody can't see this, all right, y'all good. All right. So look. I'm believing that God is going to give you a good measure of blessing, press down, shake it together, and run it over. All right? I'm going to move it because I see them looking. They're straining. I've seen them. I've seen you stand up. All right. All right. So, look. Here I am. I'm over here. You ain't see me. All right. You ain't see me move this. Move the whole pulpit. But look. So, look. I'm believing God is going to give you a good measure of blessing, press down, shake it together, and run it over. Right? So, this is what I'm going to do. This service and next service. And, and I know it says don't let your right hand know what your left hand doing, but I got to let you know as a leader because when David gave, he gave, and then his leaders gave. So I'm believing my deacons and trustees, I'm believing y'all going to give. I'm believing you going to give. I'm believing the leaders going to follow me. You don't have to give what I give, but I need you to do something, right? 
Because I'm believing God is going to bless us. First of all, I'm going to tell you what we need. We need, we need some, some sound proofing on the walls. We need some lights that have blown. We need to continue to take care of the kids that are over there in the camp. We got a lot of stuff we got to do. We do stuff all the time. But what I need you to understand is I'm believing when you sow into good ground the same way that that woman never ran out of meal, never ran out of oil. You know oil represents the anointing. It also represents riches. So the oil was flowing in her life after she gave to what the prophet told her to sow into. Now, I'm believing if you sow into Newbies Grove, whether you're on the mobile app, whether you're on Giblify, well, the mobile app messed up, so we're going to get the mobile apps in a minute. But we got the Giblify, we had a secure give, we have the credit card in the parking lot, we have checks. If you want to give, hey, Brother Edmund, somebody write up the address. You can mail it to 361 Beachmont Drive. Um, uh, and that's Newport News 23608. We're going to put that up on the screen. Not on the screen, but we're going to put it up on, in, in, in the feed so you can see it. You can mail it in. You can use all types of ways. You can inbox me if you need another way to give. But this is what I'm believing. I'm believing God is going to bless you. Now, I'm still giving my tithe because Anton take my tithe out automatically for my credit card. So it's, it's already given. So my tithe is here. But I don't want to be unfair to 11 o'clock. So since God so, told me to sow a seed of $1,000 at 8 o'clock, I'm going to sow another $1,000 at 11 o'clock. All right? And it's going to be from Maxwell Realty. Why? Because I believe that I want God to continue to bless my business to be able to bless the church. All right? All right? God is going to bless Maxwell Realty to continue to bless the church. God is going to bless you so you can continue to bless the church. See, one thing you will always have if you tithe is a tithe. Oh, yeah, I don't hear what I'm saying. You will always have a tithe because if you give to God, God is going to begin to increase you more because once you realize you are a steward over his resources, you will understand that you don't own anything anyway. You understand? So, so what I'm saying is this. When God tells you to sow, I don't know what he's telling you to do. First of all, make sure you tithe. Make sure you're paying your tithe if you're a member. All right? New guests, first-time visitors, don't get scared. I don't do this every Sunday. But if you do it, I promise you, you're going to be blessed. I promise you. I don't know. I'm walking in this anointing of wealth, and I want you all to have wealth as well. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. Within the next three years, I ain't going to tell you when I hit it, but I know I'm walking in millionaire status. I'm getting close to it. And it ain't from what you're giving me. It ain't from what newbies grow giving me. It helps, but it ain't what's helping me. I'm believing God is going to continue to bless your businesses He's going to give you entrepreneurial spirits and you're going to start your own businesses and you're going to put your business plans together and you're going to have a good measure of blessing pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So I'm going to sow $1,000 at 8 and $1,000 at 11 from Maxwell Realty because I'm believing that he's going to use my business to continue to bless the kingdom. I'm believing he's going to use you, whether you sow it in your own personal seed from your checkbook, maybe he's going to bless you individually. Maybe he's going to bless your business. Whatever you're believing God for. The lady was believing for some oil and some food, right? I eat enough. My stomach, you know, I'm a skinny fat boy. My stomach needs to go down some, right? I'm a skinny fat boy, so I don't need no food, right? But, 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 you know, they say the best thing to life for free. But then they say you can lead it to the birds and bees. I, I need some money. And I believe you need money. In fact, in Ecclesiastes... Solomon says, money answereth all things. Now, I'm not saying that you should love money, but I'm saying you should not be lacking money because God said he wants you to be prosperous and in good health. In fact, he says he wishes above what? 
all things that you be prosperous and in good health. So I need you to walk in your prosperity. I need you to walk in your obedience. I need you to, even in the midst of your lack, if you can't give but $5 over your tithe, if you can't give but $5, whatever sacrificial offering you can make, do it, and I promise you God is going to bless you. I promise you that. I am not, I'm telling you, I believe it in the name of Jesus. I would not get up here and say it if I don't believe it. So into Newbies Grove. Newbies Grove does so many things around the world. Newbies Grove builds churches. Newbies Grove have built schools over in Africa. Newbies Grove has dug wells. Newbies Grove has dug boreholes, which are wells that you don't have to ever dig again. Newbies Grove has helped uh, put kids to school. Newbies Grove has fed the homeless. Newbies Grove has kept the homeless here for 17 weeks of the winter months. Newbies Grove still takes care of the kids who are in school right now, who are online over in the other building Monday through Friday. Newbies Grove has blessed, and when you plant into this ground right here, I promise you he's going to bless you. A good measure blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over.